0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. We have joining us uh, Tiffany Shu, who's an advertising and marketing reporter for the New York Times. And Tiffany, I believe, wrote some articles on this. Tiffany, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: You know, companies for a long time, Barbara, could really, really be silent on issues that were not specifically relevant to their business model and the actual stuff that they made right and so it was about features it was about creating a better product it was about trying to convince consumers that what you had was a superior product and i think what has happened over time slowly uh that is now being amplified is that companies are realizing that a potential way to additionally differentiate what you're doing from competitive offerings is to start making a purpose-based argument in other words to begin to articulate a set of values that your company, your brand, your service, your organization stands behind. And so I'm fascinated by this work more generally because I think it's an interesting kind of identity argument that says, if I am a product, brand, or service, and I take a stance on a political or a religious issue, I'm essentially making it clear that my view and my why Uh, is a certain uh, uh, position. And in doing that, I'm making the decision to essentially uh, exclude some consumers who may disagree with me. And so I think it's interesting, Barbara, I want to get your thoughts on this, that the question of should you do this, number one, and then secondly, if you're going to do this, you know, is there a best way to do this? And so those are the two questions I've been thinking about. And I'll be interesting to get your thoughts and also Tiffany's uh, thoughts on this as well, as she's been investigating this very deeply with respect to her own uh, yes journalism. i
0: I totally agree it's i mean even before even before now, we've been seeing a lot more brands take issues uh, you know, as we've discussed many times, Nike is already weighed in on this issue with a peaceful approach, uh, pre- peaceful protest a while ago. Um, and so it's definitely been a question we've discussed on the show before, but it takes on an urgency given the situation. And Tiffany, um, that's one of the reasons we brought in a reporter, because reporters talk about like what's happening right now. I mean, you're you're a reporter, so you're really taking this from the current events point of view. And I assume that you've been writing articles on it right now. So, But, but your beat is advertising and marketing. So what was your approach? to it, um, especially in light of the current activity?
1: You know, it was, it was surprising to me because, like you've mentioned, I, I've written about this sort of um, reluctance from a lot of brands to touch on sensitive issues in the past. So if you look at um, impeachment, right, at, this is just a few months ago at the beginning of the year, you couldn't really find American companies that were talking at all about impeachment. And if you think about it from a company standpoint, you want to be there in the public discourse. You want to be talking about the things that your consumers are talking about. So by that logic, you should want to touch on political issues, talk about what everyone else is talking about. And, you know, earlier this year, that was impeachment. But unlike in some other countries, notably the UK, no one in the US was going anywhere near that subject. And so flash forward just a couple of months and you got this issue of social justice that really has people across the country protesting on mass to suddenly see companies come out one after the other and take really strong stances on a subject
0: like this was, was very very surprising to me because so tell us a little bit what you're referring to you just, just just in case people have been on zoom meetings all day and haven't been seeing what's going on can you tell us what what just give us a litany of the brands and what they've been saying rather I crazy. mean do you have
1: do you have 3 hours
0: um <laughs> yeah you know, so
1: the best your favorites <laughs> i mean twitter came out um they they changed their profile image on their platform to black they added Hashtag Black Lives Matter to their description. Citigroup had a public blog post um, that started out with several repetitions of I Can't Breathe. Um Reebok had a message saying that it stood in solidarity with the Black community. Uh there's been um social media posts and and other uh communications from like the Warner Media brand. So that's HBO, TBS, um, HBO Max. Uh, you know, right after I turned in my story yesterday, my husband turned to me and said, oh, my God, all of Disney's um, properties have have written um, on Twitter about this. So the list really just goes on and on. Right. Like, and it's across multiple industries. Nordstrom, Ben and Jerry's, TikTok, YouTube, just so many companies back to back.
0: That's so interesting. So, Americus, let me ask you, because like I said, we've discussed this before, and we've talked, you know, with Chick-fil-A and Nike, we've done many radio shows on the idea of brands taking a stand. But what Tiffany's saying, and which I think is really interesting, is there doesn't seem to be any doubt that the brands feel that they should be taking a stand now. From your expertise, why is it so different today than in some of those other examples that we've talked about before?
2: Well, I think it's interesting, and to build on what Tiffany is saying, Barbara, I think what's happening now is that we're in sort of this very uncertain world with respect to what are consumers going to do when this pandemic is over. So companies aren't sure if consumers are going to abandon them, essentially, uh, for a new world that has been disrupted, that has potentially changed their shopping patterns, their consumer behavior. So all of this uncertainty says that there's an amplified sense of urgency to make sure that at this watershed moment that companies and brands are very clear on potentially connecting with their consumers. So I think part of it has to do with COVID because we're sort of, because we've been cut off from communing with uh, others in terms of our social lives. You know, we've been stuck in our houses for three months. And because of that, we've been sort of introspectively thinking about well, what's important in my life? What do I? What's important? What are the things that I care about? What are the things that I stand for? And I think on the consumer side, there is this increased salience of thoughts about these issues, about values and and greater community aspects in society that have been amplified by the social isolation. That's on the consumer side. On the brand and company side, I think they recognize that hey, if we don't get this right that at the end of the pandemic consumers are going to look at us and say what did you do when all of this was going down when the cities were burning and you know what was your response what was your stance so i think on the company side there's kind of an a, another kind of interesting sense of urgency that we need to respond because We're just kind of uncertain what consumers are going to be doing after all this COVID stuff is over. Uh, And so we need to make sure, as Tiffany is saying, we're in that conversation and we are perceived as having a clear position on the issue and not being kind of wishy-washy or kind of vanilla and kind of broad and sort of generalized kinds of uh, kind of say nothing statements, but to be very specific and to build on what Tiffany's saying, that's what I'm noticing. I'm noticing these, I'm noticing very, very clear, specific statements, you know, hashtag black lives matter. Like Tiffany said, if you're going to put, if you're going to change your, your Twitter profile, it's very clear what you're saying. And so that's very different from just simply saying, you know what, we are against social injustice wherever it cu- occurs. Right. So, I think companies are being very clear, very specific, and they're doing it because they recognize that consumers have been thinking about what's important in the social isolation times. And they realize that there's kind of uncertainty about how consumers are going to come back to them when this pandemic is over.
0: The reason we have you here as a reporter is that, that you're talking about what you're seeing. You know, I mean, America's Mar- and I are branding, are brand experts or marketing experts, but you're talking to people here and reporting on it. So what, uh, when Mar- Marcus put forth as his theory, when you spoke to the brands, is that why they said they responded now?
1: Definitely. Um, and it's actually funny, as you were talking, you just got another email from, from REI um, saying, hey, heads up, we also support Black Lives Matter, right? So for a lot of companies, I think the rationale behind this is, is really what America's covered. They they want to make sure that they uh, develop a loyalty among their consumers, right? They They want to come out with a strong stance that becomes part of their brand identity. And brand identity is something that's become more important to companies really over the past few years, right? And this is this is why um, after the Parkland shooting, um, you had suddenly companies like the exporting Goods coming out and, and taking a stand on gun safety. And these are hot button topics that, you know, years ago no one would touch. And so it's interesting to see these companies suddenly
0: feel comfortable addressing topics like these. So Tiffany, have you seen any of these brands that you're talking to talk about their role in trying to find a solution, not just support, not just, you know, our brand wants to make a statement, but are are some brands really going beyond that and and coming out in a stronger
1: way? I mean, so far, mostly what I've seen in, in that department is brands promising to spend money right? So YouTube has pledged, I think, $1 million to social justice initiatives. Verizon has a $10 million pledge. It's going to be hard to say whether or not that money, A, is spent and B, where it actually ends up going. Um, But I think at the moment, the brands are still feeling things out. Uh, It's it's difficult for them to say, we are definitely going to hire more uh, Black uh, executives, for example. I mean, they can make that pledge, but we would have to wait for a while to see if they actually follow through on that. So uh, Nike, for example, um, well, has, 10, has 10% of its, its VPs that are Black. And are they going to increase that number? I'm sure they, they would like to, or they would like to say they would. But we would have to follow up.
0: Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to follow you and your work? I assume you're going to be writing about this again. Yeah. So, um, I'm on Twitter, Tiff K.
1: Shu. Um, that's HSU. And, uh, if you just type in Tiffany Shu, New York times, all my stories are there. For more insight from business radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.